Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. Joining me as always, World Herald Prep recruiting expert, specialist, whichever he prefers, it depends on the day. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. Um, Either one works, but expert's a little aggressive, I think. But that's all right. Let's just get right to it. I, I am all for that. We have one versus four, two versus three in Class A. Stu Pospisil noted it. That almost never happens. Bellevue West versus Elkhorn South. That's the one versus four. What mm-hmm. are you looking for from this one? Um. Well, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points. I'm not quite sure how much defense is going to be played, but I do want to highlight um, both lines. I think, I think obviously that's where the game's going to be won. The notable names, you know, Teddy Prohaska, Isaac Zadiska, they're the guys that get talked about a lot or the most for Elkhorn South. Um, but they do have good skill guys um, mm-hmm. and, and other linemen on their team. Cooper Taylor started as a sophomore just like uh, uh, Prohaska and Zadiska did. Um, and speaking of juniors, Makai Nelson-Douglas is a really good player, can really rush the passer. Uh, plays quarterback. He, he, you really can move him around a lot on the offensive side too. Uh, but I like him as a pass. I really like him as a pass rusher. Um, and for Bellevue West, their line, it, it's going to be a battle of lines. Obviously, I think clearly Bellevue West has the advantage in skill position players. We, I, I'm, you know, I mean, anyone would be crazy to not think that. So it'll be interesting. I'll, I, we'll see if Elkhorn South tries to just kind of control the ball. Um, they don't throw up much anyway, uh, but it'll be it'll be kind of we'll see how much um, Elkhorn South can get it done as far as on the ground. Um, and a big piece of that uh, of stopping their ground attack is going to be Bellevue West line, and mm-hmm. um, their offensive line's also pretty good too. So led by Thomas Alt, uh, T.J. Griffin is a two-way player, Cameron Kodat. Uh, Caden Lynn and sophomore Henry Rickles have all kind of rotated in. Um, and then Shannon at uh, three technique or defensive tackle is going to have to have a pretty big game for them too on, on the other side of the ball. So uh, kind of skipping around there, but that's, yeah. um, that's just, just where it's going to matter, I think, the most. Um, I think Jay Ducker probably has a big game. I think Xavier Betts has a big game. Uh, the return of Nate Sullivan, uh, he's back. He'll play. Um, he's coming off of a broken foot uh, that he suffered this summer. That's going to be huge for yeah. Bellevue West to get another piece. They already have pieces with, um, like I said, Betts, Ducker. Keegan Johnson. Uh, Keegan, yeah, Keegan Johnson, um, uh, Micah Riley, Caden Helms. That's their receiving core right there. <laughs> it's pretty good. So um, that it'll be, it'll be tough for them to stop. But, you know, I mean, you do have – uh, one of the better, my for for my money, I think one of the better linebackers in the state at um, Elkhorn South and Jack Paradis. I I think mm-hmm. he's really good. Um, Bo Whistler is um, opposite him, kind of on the inside too. I I think both those guys are gonna, you know, do their best to stop the run. I, again, I think there's gonna be a lot of points. I yeah. just do. It'll be a game probably at least in the 30s, maybe. Um, someone's gonna have to score in the 30s to win easily. I mean, it maybe more. Um, and it could be Bellevue West. Now, on the other hand, I say, hey, this could be a close game. Bellevue West could roll them. Elkhorn South, this is their their one time. They got blown out uh, um, in the first uh, in week four of last year, I guess. And then in the playoffs, it was only a seven-point game, but it was 37-30 or something like that. So um, 
you know, have they closed that gap to yep. be one of the elite teams in Class A after being an elite in Class B? This is a test for them, and um, I think they 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 have a shot to get it done. It's at Bellevue West. Um, just slowing down that offense is going to be awfully hard to do. I um, I don't do predictions. I don't want to yeah, do that. Right. I just want to dig into kind of some of that stuff. But um, you know, and and on the other side, on Bellevue West's defense doesn't get talked about like enough at all. Um, but they've only given up in three games. I don't care who they've played. Um, they've given up, what, 13, like something like 13 points, some low number as mm-hmm. far as points. So um, They shut out Bellevue East. Yeah, shut out Bellevue East, gave up six and six, I think. So I think they're going to have 12 or 13 points or something like that. It's way too low. Yeah. Um, and that has Ryan Rogers is another junior linebacker for Bellevue West. I love Ryan Rogers. I think he's really good. He's he's coming back this year off of a knee injury that he missed most, if not all, last year. And Jack McDonald's the, the team's leading tackler right now at strong safety uh, for Bellevue West. So, you know, you have star power and you have a kid like a Jack McDonald that doesn't get talked about ever um, by me <laughs> and, <laughs> and other people. I'm just, right. you know, I'm saying. I think the sidelines will be packed. I think there'll be a lot of college coach interest um, because there's a lot of stars there. Yep. You have... Um, Pro Hoska, who has offers from Nebraska and Northwestern and Michigan and um, a few other places. Um, and then Betts is committed to Nebraska and Ducker, Ducker's committed to um, to Northern Illinois and um, Sullivan's committed to South Dakota State. I mean, there's just so much there. Um, and Zadiska is another kid that has a lot of interest from Northwestern. Nebraska's two schools off the top of my head. Um, you know, quarterback play, both are very athletic. Nate Glantz and then uh, Brown uh, for uh, Elkhorn South. Both are really athletic. Both can run. Uh, Glantz may be a little better thrower, I think, um, but not not much. They're, they're pretty similar uh, athletes and players. So um, it's, if you look at it, you look at it on paper, you're like, yeah, it's pretty even-ish on the lines. Quarterback's pretty even. Um, but the skill probably gives you the nod to Bellevue West. And now watch Bellevue West probably go out and score like, you know, 70 points and win 70 <laughs> to 20 or something crazy. But um, no, I said that. <laughs> but, but it's just it, – it's one of the games that, that obviously yeah. is, is a, a big if, game. If Elkhorn South can lean on that big, strong line, keep right. it close, control the clock, keep the talent off the field. Right. That's, that's going to be something. And I'll tell you what, Teddy Prohaska, I – I saw him at practice. I haven't seen him in the first three weeks. I really like him as a defensive lineman or a defensive mm-hmm. tackle. I like him a lot there. Well, we've, um, we've noted six, six nine, nine huge. Yeah, yeah I mean, not, not I, a lot of high schoolers can block. No, him. yeah, and he. I mean, obviously he plays tackle on the offensive line, but everyone keeps pegging him for that. I he's he can <coughs> one he can get to the passer. Two he can fill up a lot of running lanes and stuff. I mean, on the off on the defensive side, so. Uh, that'll be something to to look for too. I I expect a ton of people there. Uh, arrive early if you're going yeah. to that one. So, on to the next. Yeah. Um, number two, number three, Millard South versus Millard West. Another dandy. Yeah, Millard South, Millard West. Um, I think this will kind of be the opposite of the Elkhorn South Bellevue West game. I think it's going to be not a lot of points and a lot yep. of defense and a lot of running the ball. Um, two really athletic quarterbacks. Um, um, Tristan Gomez, who's committed to Cal State Fullerton for baseball, has led that running option attack all year for Millard West. Um, and then TJ Irvine, 
who is a great uh, dual threat player too, as far as a runner and, and thrower right now, he's probably a little ahead as a runner. Uh, Isaiah Harris is good, good, yep. run, really good running back. Um, he has nine touchdowns already this yeah. season. He and had twenty his first two years. Combined. Right, right. So that's that's something there too, and and that's also behind their line. I mean, you have Cole Herbelsheimer who just committed to Wyoming. Uh, yeah, that's that's great, the news we'll huge, touch on later. Yeah, huge pickup for them, and then uh, Junior Bo Went. I love him as a left guard. Uh, David Braun at center, Jake Mayville at right guard, who's a senior, and junior Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson? Ni- Ni- yeah, Nick. Nick. I can't pronounce it. Nicholson. Whatever. Oh, I thought you meant the actor. Yeah. So anyway, he's at right tackle. I really like him too. Uh, I think he's got a, a, a really good uh, future as a college prospect too, if he wants to be. So those. That's their line. They they just run behind those guys. And Miller Miller West is no slouch too on their offensive line. They've been getting it done clearly. Um, and that'll be the bat. Like that's such a battle there. Um, there's going to be a lot of hitting and heavy hitting and all that stuff. If Chase Perchel plays, that helps a ton. Coming back from a PCL injury, we'll see. Um, but Tyler Cobb is a junior at left tackle for Millard West. Uh, Nate Raymond, sophomore, uh, left guard. He's the only sophomore on both of these two lines and two top four teams, so it must be pretty good, right? Like it doesn't happen yeah. very often. Lucas Gap is a senior at center. Noah Klein, senior right guard, and CJ. Um, Zenda, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, is a junior right tackle. I mean, it's it's kind of a pretty much rebuilt uh, line this year um, for Millard West, and they are clearly getting the job done. They're three and zero. They they ran a gauntlet of the first four weeks, um, and then on the outside you have Dallas Beanham as and uh, Kaden Otterman, who I really like both of them at wide receiver. So you know, I, it should be a uh, a really good game too. Um, I won't be there because I ha- will be at Oakland South Bellevue West because that won our Pinnacle Bank game of the week. Yep. But um, I will be following along very closely oh, to yeah. find out what happens. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring kind of yeah. defensive game because that's how both teams like to play. A knockdown, drag it out brawl. Right. As well as our next one, Omaha Burke, Omaha North. Right. Quickly, what can we expect out of this? So, one? not a whole lot of love lost between North and Burke. Whenever those two get together, <laughs> I don't care if it's like June and they're doing like a scrimmage or seven on seven on a Wednesday morning or something. I like to be there because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it, athletes, obviously, clearly, um, Burke has probably a little advantage on the line. Um, a rivalry game that's it's turned into more of a rivalry game in the last few years with the success that both schools have had in the last 10. Uh, both schools like to try and get the same kids to go to their school. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. So, um, you know, a, a one matchup that I really would be interested to see if they just shadow him or not is um, Xavier Watts and Marquis Siegel. Uh, Siegel's committed to North Dakota State yep. as a, a defensive back. I love he's I, I talk about him all the time. I love him as a player. And then Watts clearly is yep. my number one player in the state and Notre, Dame, Notre Dame as a wide receiver. So we'll see. Uh, Jalen Roussel came back healthy, running the ball for uh, Burke last week. He was had a huge game against Omaha Central. So we'll see if he'll he'll be able to do that again. Again, I'm not sure there's going to be a ton of points in this game. Yep. Um, 
and and North's got to get it going a little bit on the offensive side. I mean, they playing a bunch of uh, different guys at running back. They got to get the passing at, le- at least a little bit yeah. of the passing game. Carter Martin is a, a player that I think can can uh, at least get you five, ten yards, whatever, or be a red zone sort of threat. Um, maybe use him on out routes to just kind of open up a little bit of the running game. It, it would be uh, my suggestion, but I'm not a coach. Right. Um, so, yeah. As a fan of those game-within-the-game matchups, I hope we do get the Seagull-Watts. Right. That'd be fun. Um, but a few other matchups I want to run down. We can't really preview them. Um, Class B, you got Scott versus York. Big rivalry yeah, game Scott, there. Yeah, Scott York is, uh turned into sort of a rivalry, right? That um, Scott was... Uh, is number one. York just uh, lost a tough one to McCook, who was 0 2. Uh, but now, you know, going to Scott's never been to, I talked to Coach Sherman, he's, ne- they've never, he's never been to York to East Hill Stadium on a baseball field and um, kind of the quirkiness that goes along with it. So that end, there's a lot of fans that show up to that game. And let's just frankly say there isn't a whole lot of love lost on the York side <laughs> for Scott. So um, just because they beat him the last two years, and one of them was in the state championship. Um, then we also have Class B, number four, Grand Island Northwest, against C1, number six, Aurora. Yeah, Northwest is uh, kind of on a roll. They, they, yeah, they lost. It's, I, I hope Northwest doesn't have the kind of Ron Colley sort of letdown the week after playing a really good team mm-hmm. and playing them close. Like uh, Ron Colley lost last week to Waverly and gave up 600-plus yards rushing. Um, Northwest defense is their key. Uh, unlike the last couple of years where they've just kind of thrown it around and running the ball, playing really good defense, and only lost, if you're into moral victories, only lost to Scotts Bluff 18-12 to 12 or whatever it was last week. So, and Aurora is looking for a bounce-back win after, you know, losing. Uh, they've lost two. Last week they lost to Wahoo. Wahoo could totally control the clock in the running game. So if that's what Northwest is going to do... You know, they, they have to get that figured out. But Coach Peterson does such a great job. They'll they'll eventually get it figured out by the end of the year. I think they'll still be a threat in C1. Definitely. Let's jump to our prospect watch here. Uh, a couple 2020 guys. Obviously, let's lead off with the big news. Cole mm-hmm. Herbelsheimer to Wyoming. He's a guy that you really like. Yeah. Where where does he project to fit on he's, that offensive he's line? He's going to play interior line, uh, offensive line. Offensive guard is what Wyoming wants him to play. That's what Cole told me today. There's a story on NEBHS recruiting that mm-hmm. – uh, just a, a quick kind of hitter on why Wyoming and all that. So um, interior line, I think he could probably play center too. Um, and and he, he could move to the defensive side of the ball if he, if they wanted him, I think, eventually. He's just, you know, he's not 6'5". He's, that's, right. that's his only kind of issue there. He's still kind of got long arms. He's a hard worker, great kid. Uh, and Wyoming is kind of the perfect fit for him, he said. He likes the outdoors and hunting mm-hmm. and fishing and stuff. And what do you do in Wyoming? But yeah. that so um, and play football. So that's that's what he is. Um, and they have a good program up there. Yeah, they're they're winning and clearly like have some Nebraska kids on their team and and even linemen. You know that that have played Patrick Arnold, Arnold at uh, Gretna, Gavin Rush, another one, um, Rui Stoffers, starting left tackle from Kearney at Wyoming right now. So they add another piece there too um, in Herbelsheimer. I think it's a really good get for uh, Wyoming. Definitely. And then I want to highlight a couple of names here. Number nine on your 2020 rankings, Miko Mazner from Kearney. Um, I know we don't touch on a, those Western kids a whole lot, but last week he had three rushing touchdowns in the first half alone. Right. 
finished with 18 carries for 133 yards, most of that in the first half. What can we expect this week? From yeah, him? I mean, he's he's committed to Princeton. He's going to have, a, uh, I think, a, a pretty nice career um, there. And, and he's just fully healthy. Last year he was kind of dinged up all year long and never really kind of uh, got back to where he, where he was as a sophomore and being that electric guy. So, um, you know, expect big things from him going forward too, I'd say. And going off your top 10 rankings a little bit here, Papillion La Vista South linebacker defensive end Trajan Lanier. He's your number 40 mm-hmm. lineman. He was in Lincoln last week for the Northern Illinois-Nebraska game. Yeah, I think that's probably, you know, a potential walk-on deal um, for Nebraska maybe. I think Nebraska's only taken about 10 uh, walk-ons this year, so I think they're going to be a little more picky with that. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, Trajan just can get to the ball. I mean, he he's a... a sort of game wrecker, outside linebacker. Kind of slight a little bit. He's like 190, um, but he has a good frame. You can put good weight on him, and um, he just he is relentless uh, at getting to the quarterback. So um, he's a guy that, you know, you, you look at, and uh, Southeast uh, Missouri Division II school offered him mm-hmm. um, on Sunday, and, you know, Nebraska had him up. We'll we'll see if, if Nebraska goes on, like, the walk-on side of there. Yeah. I know he's got some other things. He's camped at South Dakota State and some other schools like that. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening with him. Does he project more as an outside linebacker? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, pass rusher, outside linebacker. Yeah. Okay, a couple of guys, 2021. Obviously the big name, Chetty Prohaska, Elkhorn South. We talked about him a little bit before. The, new, the news here that I want to talk about is – Last week in Lincoln, he was mm-hmm. courted by 2020 commits, yeah. Turner Corcoran, Nash, Hotmacher. Yeah. Those are the names as Nebraska fans that you want trying right. to get Teddy. And these, and these, I guess, three, they kind of hit it off a little bit. Turner, Teddy told me Turner and him mm-hmm. kind of know each other. First time he met Nash, it's fine. Um, it's, it's obviously just something that everyone's always going to do. If you're on campus and you have committed guys and there's a guy that – the school wants they're gonna put the committed guys on that guy to try and you know talk to him about Mm -hmm. hey man come join us we're building something special here this is a great place you know yeah all the all the buzzwords right yeah so um yeah teddy went back to nebraska it's pretty easy for him to get there (laughs) um and i mean frankly he's been there a ton Mm -hmm. so um nebraska's in a good place for him i think uh, we'll see what he eventually ends up doing. It's probably not going to be anything anytime soon, I right. don't think. Um, but I, I would say Nebraska's probably in the lead. But it's hard. You know, Michigan's there. Um, he's got some offers now. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what, what ends up happening. But I, I do think that Nebraska's, you know, really kind of far ahead in the lead there. Good standing. All right. One last name here. Omaha Westside offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Cade Haberman. Last week he visited South Dakota State. Yeah, South Dakota State visit. He also got an offer from, from the Jackrabbits. Um, he is he started at um, an offensive tackle as a true freshman at Westside. It's like that's that's really a happen. big deal. And now he's playing both ways or both sides of the ball, defensive line. He's a uh, really good wrestler. Lost, I think, in the semifinals, if I'm right, at heavyweight last year in Class A. Um, and I just love his motor and his attitude, the way he goes mm-hmm. about his business. He's tough, physical, doesn't really back down, no matter the score or situation or time or anything like that. Um, and really just kind of keeps himself, like, isn't, like, look at me guy. Yeah. He just goes and gets stuff done. Uh, I know South Dakota State obviously really loves him. He camped really well. Um, 
uh, in the summer in June. So we'll we'll see what happens. More stuff maybe hope, hopefully comes for him because I think he's a really good player. Um, and he's he's a coach's kid. His dad yeah, is right is the uh, assistant at Westside. Right. Um, Justin Haberman, so he knows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he it clearly does. And the one thing too, kind of like a Herbelsheimer, they're kind of in the same vein. Mm-hmm. He just is, doesn't have the true measurables as far as height. But at some point, you know, put the yeah. film on and you watch him play, and he's pretty good. Yeah. So that's you know we'll we'll see. That's his first offer. I'm happy for him. He's a really good good kid and uh, works really hard. Definitely. And then to close things out here, a couple notes. Um, next week on the podcast, you'll be joined by Mike Patterson. Right. Talk about the first month of high school volleyball, mm-hmm. where things are standing, looking forward to districts coming up in the next month. Um, figure we'll take some fan questions there. Um, sure. Get some stuff there. And then why don't you talk for a little bit? We announced this week um, the coaches clinic. Yeah. So uh, for the third year in a row, we have uh, uh, NEBHS recruiting.com coaches clinic um, and proceeds go to coaches versus cancer and to our um, nonprofit here goodfellows which goodfellows not many people know uh, goes to help support uh, families in need whether it be for rent or uh, just paying like electricity and things like that so uh, pretty neat so that's where the the money goes but we have a great lineup um, secured some good names Eric Henderson the head, new head coach at um, South Dakota State is uh, going to lead off the day at 8 a.m. And then um, after that, UNO men's basketball or, or Omaha men's basketball, they're going to practice the, the mm-hmm. for like 75 minutes. So you get to hear uh, what Coach Hanson's talking about and why they're doing what they're doing um, the whole for the whole 90 minutes. And then Fred Hoiberg. Wow, is, you really buried the lead there. Yeah, Fred Hoiberg is coming. Um, and um, he's going to talk about offensive concepts. And then uh, Creighton head coach, uh, women's head coach Jim Flannery is going to come mm-hmm. and and um, and share some insights and I think defensive stuff. So um, looking forward to that day. It's always kind of neat to kind of give back to um, one people in need, and then obviously coaches versus cancer is a big deal too. So and uh, I'm I it's October twelfth. You can mm-hmm. sign up. Um, uh, nebhsrecruiting.com. There's a little uh, thing on the on the right of the page there. If you go, and uh, you can see all the information there. But uh, really looking forward to that day. It's a kind of a special day for me. Um, yeah. Just kind of a culmination of a lot of work and conversations. Our guys do a great job of on Friday nights tracking down how all those prospects did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good good resource for fans and good way for the kids to kind of get their name out there and their recognition. Um, you'll be at the game of the week, Elkhorn South Bellevue West. Be sure to follow Mike at Mike Sutter OWH on Twitter, any prep zone on Twitter until next time. Thanks for listening.